Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers around the world about the impact that they're making in their area. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Pernita and Leo. They actually have authored a series of books about their experiences as a therapy dog team, and they'll be coming to us all the way from the UK with experience working as a therapy dog team, both in the UK as well as in the US in Austin, Texas. So really looking forward to sharing them with you. If you're just getting started and you're not sure how to get started, we have a free guide that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sherry. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. What time is it right now over there? It is 10 a.m. here in Los Angeles. How about for you? Oh, okay. So here it's 6 p.m. Okay. Yeah. So a decent time to be awake for both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's true. Well, I'm so excited to have you here with us. Would you like to introduce us to yourself and to Leo? First of all, I would like to thank you for this wonderful opportunity of, you know, coming on your platform on Therapy Dog Talk and talking about mine and Leo's wonderful experience and the journey that we have gone through. So I am Parnita Sanjit. I am a wellness coach. I'm an author and I'm a portrait artist. So I'm an author of the book series called Little Leo. So this is based on my own therapy dog, Leo. I've released three books in this series and here I am to talk about our wonderful Leo. Awesome. I didn't realize you're an illustrator. Also, did you illustrate the books? I'm not a, an illustrator. Okay. I'm a portrait artist. Ah. So I do commissioned portraits. But having said that, it was in my mind to do the illustration for the book. But then as I was thinking about this, I realized since it's a series, it's a long process. It's not just one book that I would be working on. And that's when I thought, no, you know, I would rather focus on the story. And that's what me and my husband discussed. So it's better to focus on the story rather than focusing on the pictures. And so the illustration is done by someone else. Well, I love the illustrations. I think they're really well done. Well, I'll certainly pass on your message to Novel. He's done an amazing job. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get to know Leo in your therapy dog world a little bit. How did you first discover the role of therapy dogs? So... I always knew Leo had an amazing temperament from the time we got him. We got him when he was eight weeks old. And since then, he has been with us. I always knew that he could be a great therapy dog or some kind of an support to others. But I wasn't sure how and I wasn't clear on the path. In the meantime, we moved to the U.S. in 2018. And... Close to my place, there's this organization called the Dog Alliance. That's when I thought, okay, let me start volunteering over there. So I just started going there. And that's when I came to know that they do train for therapy dogs, for our dogs to become therapy dogs. And we could become a team, as in therapy team, and start visiting. So I spoke to them and they said, yeah, before we do that, we will have to assess your pet to see whether he's right for the role, which was a 
great thing because obviously, you know, the temperament needs to be right, right? So I took him and they loved him. At that time, Leo was six year old and they just loved him. He says he can become a great therapy dog. That's how the journey started. And then we went through six weeks course and again, we got assessed and that's when we passed and we became a therapy team. That's awesome. So you got Leo before you knew anything about therapy dogs then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What about him made you think that he might enjoy trying out this work? He has always been comfortable with children. That's the first thing I saw. No matter what children did with him. And at that time, my son was a teenager. Now he's 24. But at that time, he was a teenager and he used to get his friends home and, you know, they used to play around with him. They used to do so many things. And at the same time, I run art classes for children and little kids used to come. They used to play around with him and his temperament was amazing. And I realized that, you know, there's something different about him and we can go to organizations or settings where, you know, his energy can be beneficial to others as well. So that's how I felt that he would be a good therapy dog. That's awesome. What kind of places have you guys volunteered together? So while we were in the U.S., we went to nursing home. We went to school, elementary school. After coming here, we had started going to secondary school, psychiatric hospital, and also the nursing home. Are there any environments that really stood out to you as the best fit or the ones that you and Leo enjoyed the most together? To be honest, I think it's the school, if I'm not mistaken, because what I see is Leo really enjoys. As I said, he loves being around children. And I think he just likes it when they just sit next to him and they talk a lot, they kind of chat and he enjoys all that fuss. So yeah, I think it's more of children. But having said that, he enjoys nursing home as well and he's made a lot of friends over there. So yeah, there have been some good experiences in both the places. Yeah. But great. He said that he also joins me in art class. So I take meditation with art for children. And that is a place also he joins. So again, you know, children, I would say he really enjoys. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. Is there a story that stands out to you from those experiences that you can share that is really an example of why you enjoy doing this with you? Yes. Actually, there are two, I would say, but the most prominent one that's coming on top of my head is. While I was in Austin, we used to go to this nursing home regularly. And there's this one patron. She loved Leo a lot. We used to go every Thursday. And before we used to visit her room, she used to dress up and wear makeup and everything and sit and wait for him. And then one of the days, she was feeling a little low. She was drawing a sketch of Leo. And she said, you know what, actually, I don't have any family members or friends who visit me. It's only Leo. Leo is my family. She kind of started crying. And that was very painful. It it was sad. After five minutes or so, we were waiting there and kind of talking to her and just letting her calm down a little bit. I thought we have to go and we have to visit other patrons as well. But somehow Leo was not ready to leave that place. You know, it was almost like 
Leo knew that he had to stay there for a little longer time so that she feels calm. So I told Leo, can we now go somewhere else? Let's say goodbye. He was not ready to leave. So we waited there for another five minutes or so. And then, you know, she felt a little relaxed and she was comfortable. And I could see that bond. You know, the beauty of our pets is they don't need to know languages, but they do understand your emotions. And that's what struck me. I felt like this is so beautiful. There's so much of difference he's making in the lives of so many people. And uh, it's amazing. I'm so blessed to have him. It sounds like he's really in tune with the people that you visit. He is, absolutely. That's really great. What's your favorite part of volunteering with Leo? I think my favorite part is going to psychiatric hospital, to be honest. Because I feel teenagers over there are really struggling. They are suffering. And you're bringing that little bit of ray of hope, the outside world, into their premises, you can really see the difference. That's where I feel that Leo is really making a difference because all he does is he goes, sits down there, and that's it. He understands all that. You know, the best thing about him is he understands he's sitting still over there, and those kids come. They just run their hand on his back. You know, I can see that communication happening via the touch, those strokes. For me, I think... It's important that these teenagers feel that they matter. They are also important and they are loved. Most importantly, that they are loved. Yeah. Did you get Leo after he moved to Texas? We got Leo when he was eight weeks old and we got him in the UK. And it's actually interesting because my son, when he was 10, he kept saying, Mama, let's get a pet. Let's get a pet. I didn't want him to get a pet just because he said it. You know, it's important that the child is in a stage where he or she realizes that they have to contribute towards the responsibility. It's not just they say and the parents get it or we get it and we do everything. It's not like a toy. So we waited for a while. We almost waited for three years, to be honest. And then he kept saying that. And then I said, okay, you're now 14. So let's do one thing. When a pet comes home, these are the things we have to do. We have to all do it together. It's not just one person's responsibility because the pet is going to be a part of our family. So the work has to be distributed. The responsibility has to be distributed. And you have to give time to him regularly. When we felt like he was ready to contribute, take care, that's when we got Leo. Leo will be 10 now. So we got him in 2013. Very cool. Yeah, I know pets can be a very powerful way for kids to learn about responsibility. Absolutely. They do a lot. They teach children the sense of responsibility. And they love children. But it's also important that children learn how to take care of pets. Right. That little bit of education is needed, that knowledge is needed before we get the pet. What are the things that the entire family can do together? And it's not a toy. It's a commitment on everyone's part in the family. So, yeah. Yeah. What's one of the biggest things that you learned from having a kid and a dog? They can have such a great bond, but there can also be some challenges there in helping kids learn how to respect dogs and how to understand their behavior and everything. The one thing is, 
kids have their moments as well, their times when they kind of don't bother much on how to look at the dog or how to take care of it or how to be with the dog. And those are the times that slightly a challenge where you've got to tell them, no, that we got to draw a line here because we are going into the dog space. We are going into our pet space and the pet is not going to be comfortable with that. So whenever I go for therapy sessions as well, now the kids are in secondary, so they're teenagers. But over there in the US, when I used to go to elementary school, I used to sit in such a way that I was the mediator between the dog and the child. I have to be there where I am the one who takes care of the dog. You know, I'm responsible for that. So it's not like the child can straight away do whatever he or she wants. And then I guide them. Instead of touching his head or his face, go on his back. And sometimes they want it to kind of fool around with the tail. It's like, you know, dogs may not be comfortable with that. Yeah. But what mm -hmm. you would enjoy and he would really like it is touching his back or his chest or something like that. So there are moments when you have to tell them. Otherwise, there has not been any such, you know, challenge as such where it has been like, oh, there's one episode though, which I remember in psychiatric hospital that happened. So a kid was, obviously it's not her fault, but she was getting very close to Leo and throwing her legs here and there. And that was a time I was pretty close to Leo. And I, again, as I said, I was sitting in between and I ensured that Leo was safe. So eventually I kind of kept guiding her that, why don't you come? Leo wants to be your friend. You can stroke on his back. So, yeah. That's great. I love that you advocate for him. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. What was it like to go from volunteering in Austin, Texas, to then onboarding in a different country, what you're familiar with, but a different country to their therapy dog program, Pets Therapy? Well, to be honest, it was different, but the transition was smooth. The reason is I moved here just before pandemic in 2020. Okay. And of course, it was like any other person. It was overwhelming for me that, you know, we had just moved and everything had shut down. Leo was there with me, so he was a great support. But having said that, during that time, Dog Alliance started a beautiful program, which is online reading program. Okay. So what we did was we started recording our reading and posting it on YouTube so that mm -hmm. children all over the world could access that. At the same time, we set up a 20 minutes reading session with the therapy dogs. So any child could book 20 minute session with me and Leo. And of course, there were other teams as well, you know, whomever they wanted to and uh, they could read. So that's how it started. It continued. And at that point of time, obviously, I couldn't go physically to any of the organizations. So I let it be that way. It continued that way. In fact, there is one kid who is homeschooled in the U.S. She's still coming, you know, to read with Leo. And it's been two years, which is brilliant. But as things started opening, that's when I came to know about Petsys Therapy, the organization who predominantly certifies therapy teams and provides therapy teams to the organizations. I said, okay, let me give it a shot to that. Leo anyway was trained. He was certified. So I went to them and they said, you just have to give a test. And if Leo passes the test, then that's it. You're all set. So we did 
give a test. The only difference was in the Jog Alliance, the test was indoors and here the test was outdoors. Okay. But having said that, Leo passed that as well. And uh, we were so thrilled. We started going to organizations which were registered with Pets as Therapy. So we do both right now. We do online sessions with Dog Alliance. And uh, we go in person to nursing home, psychiatric hospital and schools via Pets as Therapy. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And are those YouTube recordings you did of reading books for kids, are those still available? Yes, they're absolutely available. If you go on the Dog Alliance website, which is the dogalliance.org, if you go under therapy programs, in that you will see reading programs. And that's when you will kind of find the YouTube link as well. That's very cool. Thank you. Wasn't it challenging to record yourself and Leo reading or did you find that? Uh, initially it was because it's like making Leo sit next to me and at times he used to get up and go and I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be here with me because children want to see you, not me. <laughs> but then I think eventually he got it. Now he comfortably sits when there is a reading session. He sits next to me and uh, he has his own uh, sort of a therapy bag, I would say, which we carry everywhere. Even during the reading session, I keep it next to us. So he's happy. He's happy to join us now. Very cool. Do you have any advice for anyone who's interested in volunteering with a therapy dog team? Yes, I do. The most important advice, I would say, connect with your pet first. It's very important that you have a healthy connection with your pet. You know your pet better. You understand your pet better and respect them for who they are. Because at times we are in so much of that kind of a thought where we want to help others. And hence we are in a rush to get our pets certified, right? And that kind of a mindset can rush into the dog as well, which may not be the right thing to do. So take your time, understand your dog, understand their strengths and weaknesses, build that bond, and then eventually you will see that you will know that your dog is ready to become a therapy dog. Then do a little bit of research of where you want to take your dog. It's not like every dog fits in any setting as a therapy dog. Some dogs like to be in school, some dogs like to be in hospitals, some dogs like to go to prison or courts, you know, so understand your dogs better. You are the mediator and you are introducing your dog to the outside world. So it's important that you connect with your pet better is what I think. Yeah, I love that. I know we've had conversations on here before about just the difference in smells and sounds and different sensory things in different environments, but also even that some environments you're moving around with your pet and others you're sitting still and people are coming to you. And that can be a big difference too that I think a lot of people don't anticipate before they get into that. I think pets can understand our feelings very well. They don't need to know any language, even though they understand more than 200 words or whatever. But to be honest, they still can understand our emotions, yeah. right? Even though you don't say anything, they do. But the thing is, how much do we understand them? How right. much are we respecting them or giving them their space? You know, that's right. important. And there are many moral issues that the world is facing right now, and they are disrupting the fabric of our society. And the pets are at the receiving end of this. Hence, 
I think it's important to do the right thing and go step by step because that's one of the values, you know, for us to embrace. And so the first thing to do probably is to connect with your pets, give them their time, give them their space, respect them. And trust me, they'll give you a lot more than you can think of. That's beautiful. Parnita, what inspired you to write the series about Leo? Well, during pandemic, there was this puppy boom that started, right? People started getting puppies. They thought they had a lot of time. So now is the time to get the puppy. All that was okay. But then at the same time, the rate of pet abandonment started going extremely high. Every now and then I was reading in the news that, you know, puppies were left next to the roadside or the dogs were tied to a tree. They were left in the park. And that was really heartbreaking. I couldn't sleep for days. I was getting extremely restless because here I see what pets can do to us. And on the other side, I can see what we are doing to the pets. It was disturbing me. That's when, you know, this idea clicked to me that, you know, let me write storybook where I turn Leo into a character and he expresses his emotions of how he, you know, our pets also feel the same as we feel and how it is important to empathize with them. The reason I did children's illustrated book is because I feel they are the next generation. If they understand how to empathize, how to connect with your pets, eventually the rate of pet abandonment can reduce. So that's where I got this idea and I started writing this book. I love it. Do the kids think that it's so cool in the therapy sessions when Leo has a book about him to read? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They really like it. And they keep asking me questions like, did he actually run like this? Does he talk like this? Does he have a bird as a friend? And you're an interesting bit in this series. If you've seen, there's a bird as well, right? And Part of the story is fiction and part of it is not. So the reality is there was a bird in our life and we had named him Lucky, you okay. know, and Leo met that bird as well. So I kind of built the story in such a way that part of it is true yep. and part of it is something that I have created, but it's a nice way of teaching children life skills. You know, mm -hmm. the first book, as I said, it's about friendship, how friendship is important and how you have to be there for each other, support each other, help each other and uh, be kind and compassionate and most importantly, empathize with each other. I love, I love that. My goal is to pursue impulses to play therapy with my pups. And so oh. I was really excited to find your books and add them to my library for future clients. Oh, but. wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, Pranita, is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here? So from this month onwards, for the next three months, I am giving away 25% of the proceeds from this book to Humane Society International towards Ukraine and Turkey efforts. If anyone is interested, they can take a look at my website. Great. And your website is? Lilleo, L-I-L-L-E-O dot co dot uk okay and they can also follow you at we chose leo on oh, instagram absolutely awesome well thank you so much for your time pranita tell leo we said hello and enjoy the rest of your evening thank you so much sherry and thank you for having me it was wonderful speaking to you thank you to you as well bye everyone bye